American culture is on a fast-track decline into confusion, contentiousness, and chaos. We see it every day on what passes for the news. Hi, I'm Rex Rogers, and this is episode number 112 of Discerning What is Best, a podcast applying unchanging biblical principles in a rapidly changing world and a Christian worldview to current issues in everyday life. Now, I've spoken a lot about the sad, sorry, and potentially threatening state of American culture. I don't like doing this because I am enough of a patriotic soul that I'd rather just celebrate the amber waves of grain and Purple Mountain's majesty. But then again, people who truly care about others or about their culture and country should speak truth, offer watch-out warnings, and as much as possible work to protect and preserve and perpetuate that which they love. So I must note that American culture is in moral chaos, which produces political and social polarization, rancor, and increasingly scattered social unrest. We don't agree on anything, not even what constitutes a man or a woman. E pluribus unum? Well, that's out the window. And maybe worse, we're perpetually offended and angry, even raging. Remember Psalms 2 verse 1? Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? King David wondered aloud at how foolish people, indeed entire nations, could be in the face of the reality, presence, and will of the sovereign creator God of the universe. At the end of that psalm, David said, Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear, and celebrate his rule with trembling. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Peace and safety are to be found only in Christ. So today, in our beloved land of the free and home of the brave, we face challenges, seemingly intractable, seemingly unending. I'll illustrate only a few. Debt, national and personal, is a siren's call luring the unaware into a crash upon the rocks. Now, what makes debt especially threatening today is that we, American culture, have lost our fear of it. Politicians certainly do not care about debt. They talk a good game, but even so-called fiscal conservatives have run up the national debt in recent years. For politicians, there's no accountability. Debt is someone else's future problem, not theirs. Sexual liberation, well, not liberation, sexual libertinism, dominates our media, entertainment, marketing, sports, and politics. Are we really better off for this than, say, we were in the 1990s? Don't ask, don't tell seemed cliched at the time, kind of like just say no. But now these aphorisms sound better than the 24-hour in-your-face self-indulgence that we get on social media. Despite the Supreme Court's ruling in Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, abortion, on demand till birth, continues unabated in several states. And, I can't believe I'm citing this, assisted suicide is being lobbied as a necessary state service for which people should have an unrestricted access and right. This is already happening in Canada. Some people, and I agree with them, have been calling this trend a culture of death since the previous leader of the Roman Catholic Church, Pope John Paul II, called it that in 1995. The list goes on. Illegal immigration, street-level lawlessness and government officials who celebrate the victimizer rather than the victim, 
the demise of objective journalism, rejection of Judeo-Christian values like integrity and honesty, work ethic, individual responsibility and accountability, righteousness as the basis of justice. So what do we need to do in the face of this amoral tsunami? Now, in his new book, Divided Nation, Culture in Chaos and a Conflicted Church, Answers in Genesis founder Ken Ham, the man who created the Ark Encounter, recommends a detailed and a tad longer list. Number one, he says we should contend for the faith from the book of Jude. In other words, speak up, know what you believe, and share it with others. Number two, proclaim the gospel. Number three, engage in the business of the King of Kings until he comes. Number four, equip people with answers. That's 1 Peter 3.15. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Number five, call compromising people back to God's word. And number six, help raise up godly generations to be salt and light. Number seven, be watchmen to warn people what is happening. And finally, number eight, act with boldness. Acts 28, 31, when the Apostle Paul was in Rome of all places, the scripture says he proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. So a culture being torn apart by centrifugal forces, which is to say human choices based on incorrect, even sinful worldviews and values, what that culture needs most is a mooring, a solid rock, a centering point. That is what our American Judeo-Christian consensus used to provide, what scholars called a sacred canopy, and what had been lost when scholars began to refer to the naked public square. The Judeo-Christian consensus was a moral philosophy, what we believed about God, humanity, right and wrong, and society. It didn't mean everybody was Christian. It just meant that the society generally acknowledged that Judeo-Christian thought was the source of of right understanding about life. This moral consensus allowed us to function as a unified society, even as it allowed for diversity of opinion and life choices, that is to say, individual liberty. That is what has been lost. What we need now is not some new religion, some new science or technology, or new self-aggrandizement. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Now, is this all we need? If you mean what the songwriter meant, love unbothered by right and wrong, then no, this is not the answer. It's a shallow and vain hope. It's a lot like this. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us, above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do, nothing to kill or die for, and no religion, too. Imagine all the people living life in peace. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one, and I hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one. What the world needs now is not utopian imaginings that offer no remedy for the presence of sin and evil. What the world needs now is what it has always needed. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, 
and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Well, we'll see you again soon. This podcast is about discerning what is best. If you find this thought-provoking and helpful, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Download an episode for your friends. And for more Christian commentary, check my website, R-E-X-M, as in Martin, it's rexmrogers.com. And remember, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm.